Hi everybody and welcome back to The Way We See It. Today I have the gorgeous Sylvia with me, but rather than me do a terrible job at introducing her because she's lived her life and I haven't, instead I'm going to ask Sylvia Bay for you to introduce yourself to everybody and tell everyone a little bit about what it is that you do because it is a little bit different than probably a lot of the guests I've had on this show. Thank you for having me first of all. So uh, what I do, I am a holistic health coach and I'm also a hypnotherapist. So how it all started, I, I was a personal trainer first and holistic health coach. And while working with people with my clients, I always noticed that um, on a conscious level, they understand that what needs to be done, what they need to do to be better, to be happier, to be healthier. But on the subconscious level, something was stopping them. Something was preventing them from fully embracing you know, their new lifestyle. So I came across the RTD therapy, which is created by Marissa Peer. And that was like penny drop. It was like, this is what I was looking for because now that I'm hypnotherapist, I can go to someone's subconscious mind and change you know, their, the reason why they are sabotaging themselves or why they are uh, holding themselves back and why they're not stepping fully into their power. So. This was um, life-changing for me as well because I've done um, RTT therapies on myself and I've done it for my clients and it's absolutely amazing. So that's in a nutshell what I do. And it blew, we had a chat the other day off air and it just absolutely blew my mind when you were explaining to me about, I was like, this is exactly it. This is exactly what people need because, you know, I know as a mindset coach, so I'm very much more on the personal development side of coaching, that there is a point where sometimes you can know all the knowledge and you can understand how you got to where you did, right? You can even rationalize the behaviors that you have, but it doesn't make them easier to change. And that's because change is difficult, right? Change is only easy when the pain of continuing it is more difficult than not, right? Yeah. So most of us find it so hard to change those habits that maybe on the outside maybe are not so negative, but they're the things, what I say, they're the things holding you back from who you wanna be. So. I always say no habit is good or bad. An anorexic trying to eat and cake is probably a good thing, right? Versus somebody who's obese and overweight eating cake, maybe not so much a good thing, <laughs> right? So we can never need the perspective. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I would love for you to explain to us, because again, I think hypnotherapy has maybe had uh, a bit of Darren Brown. <laughs> That's maybe people's yeah. perception of yeah. hypnotherapy or that you're going to sit there and wave a clock in my face, you know? So yeah. I guess, could you just walk us through a little bit like what happens in, in hypnotherapy, like what actually happens? Because I think even I don't really know. Yeah. So people usually have this um, misconception about hypnotherapy when they think that they're going to be completely out of control, not aware what is happening to them, maybe even asleep, like in deep sleep. And then you can suggest anything you want to them and tell them doing uh, silly stuff or but it doesn't work like that, right? So um, hypnotherapy is very, very natural state. Um, so if you think, for example, if you were driving home and it's the route that you always do, right? So you're driving home and all of a sudden you just, you just daydream and you just think about something else. All of a sudden you are in your location, right? So you just arrive home. It's like, oh, I didn't know how it happened. You know, I just, just got here. So that's your, that's your subconscious mind that took over, right? So in hypnotherapy, we're going down to that level, to that subconscious mind. And you are completely aware of everything that is happening to you. Now, there are only few people in the world that would be so highly suggestible that are some completely out of it and you can tell them silly stuff and they might do it. But that's extremely rare. Like if 
I was about to put you into hypnosis, you'll be so aware, you'll be communicating with me, but that logical thinking conscious mind would be aside. You won't be necessarily analyzing things, just things will be coming up for you, whether it's a vision, whether it's a feeling, you'll just know they're the answers that you were not aware of before. Yeah, so I love it. Yeah, yeah, and it is, and I have had hypnotherapy before. Oh, hello, I've got a dog come to see me. Um, I have had hypnotherapy before, but I think in the past, maybe because I was going through trauma and I was using hypnotherapy as a way to almost escape what I was feeling in my conscious mind, that I didn't fully grasp any big change impact. Does that make sense? So it wasn't that I necessarily was there for change. I was maybe there for relief rather than I was to, and I did feel a difference. I did feel like it helped me rise above, I guess, the, the noise of my conscious mind or let it go, however you describe it. But I wouldn't say I've ever really felt hypnotized. Right. <laughs> Do you feel right. hypnotized? No, 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 not really. People are looking for some kind of feeling that, oh, I, I, some kind of altered state or something different there. No, you're just very, very relaxed. Just very relaxed. Um, you're not asleep, but you're very present um, and very aware of everything is happening with you. But what I do is called RTT therapy, which is slightly different, not slightly, quite different than regular hypnotherapy. Because in RTT, you're not only going to go down to subconscious mind, but you ask the subconscious mind, what is the reason um, for, for a certain issue or certain problem? So then you find out that uh, issue, they find out the belief system, the programming that is in there in you. And you can change it on that level. So you change it on a subconscious level and you replace it with a new belief system that is actually going to benefit you. Now, that is happening um, before the session. I would have an intake call with someone where I ask them, what is it that they want to do or feel or experience you know, afterwards? Like, what is the problem, but I, how they want to feel if that problem is gone? So I, I use that information to install that into their subconscious mind and also use that for suggestions because I prepared a recording after the hypnotic session, which you will listen to for next 30 days. And it's just going to um, reinforce everything that we've done in that session. Yeah. And it's so powerful and it's so true. You know, I always say to people, you know, installing a habit isn't like putting a DVD in the DVD player, right? It's not like a quick download from apple.com. Like installing a new habit takes consistency. It takes commitment. It takes repetition because your brain is a, a product of all the repetitions you've made, every decision, every pounding action up to this point. But I wanted to jump in a little bit specific because when we chatted the other day, you brought up a couple of things that have been super relevant topics for me personally. And people always know on this podcast, I'm an open book, literally super honest. But you brought up two things. And the first of that was all around the masculine and feminine energy. Mm. And I think for me, that is definitely an experience that I it's ongoing. I have definitely haven't got this down, but some people won't have a clue what we mean when I say the masculine and the feminine energy and, and what that looks like in our lives. So I don't know if you could maybe just give us a little bit of an insight into what that actually means. And then how with your work, you help people harness is probably a good word. Both of those to their best ability. Right. So first of all, maybe um, feminine masculine energy, I should explain that it's not about genders at all, right? So it's our energy. And um, when you look at the symbol, you know, yin and yang, when you have the circle with the black and white part in it. Um, so that's what um, masculine, it represents masculine and feminine energy. And when you look at everything in nature and everything around us, um, it's 
it's composed of the yin and yang, that balance, masculine, feminine energy. And when they're in balance, you have life. When something's out of balance, it, you're not thriving anymore. You're dying, you're suffering, you're burning out. So that's also with us, right? So if we, if we have one dominant energy and we do it for too long, we are burning out. So for example, uh, we live in a world that is filled with masculine energy. And what it means, it's um, just constantly doing, thinking, acting, just going, pushing. And this is the world where we live in, where you have to act, show up, do, do stuff, and everything is about thinking, right? And if it's not balanced, then you're heading for disaster, you're burning out, you have a crisis, you, 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 do, you just want to give up, right? But you have to balance it out with the feminine energy, which is resting, allowing, and being quiet, and um, what else I said there? Yeah, doing so, feeling and thinking and feeling instead, right? So the, the feminine energy would be feeling, okay? Getting down to your heart and then following your intuition and understanding how you feel and understanding um, what is it that you're supposed to do in this life. Not only just, you know, analyzing everything and thinking about everything and forcing everything. So that's, that's in the nutshell. And even if you look at um, then day and night, you know, we don't have only just day 24-7. We don't have night 24-7. We have day and night. So we are, it's a time to when you, when you wake, when you're doing something, when you're acting, and then when you restore, when you refresh, when you, when you rest. So, and that's a balance. So nature is balanced, but people are not balanced. So we need to bring that into our lives. So in holistic health coaching, I'll teach that to my clients. But funny enough, I'm attracting also clients to my hypnosis session where they struggle with the balance of the energy and they come to me for that balance. Usually they want more feminine. Was that what you struggled with? Is that a journey? I struggle with that as well. I, I'm dominant in masculine energy. That, that's my also thing. I'm just doing, acting, figuring things out, you know, thinking all the time. So I have to pay attention to it and I have to allow myself to sit down and to rest and relax and, and sing down to my heart and connect to my heart instead of just being in my head all the time and overthinking things and analyzing things. Yeah, I totally agree. And I feel you. <laughs> I've been there. And, you know, I definitely think to your point, you do need both, right? Because if you're in your feminine all the time, you don't really get momentum going. There's no sense of progress, you know, especially when it comes to, let's say, our working environment, especially being business owners, you know, we have to have that sense of masculine to drive the business, to grow the business, to, but at the same time, that sense of feminine to sit and then really ask yourself, I mean, is this the right program? Is this the right client? Is this the right fit? Is this the... And I definitely know that that's been one hell of a journey for me. And I've ended up in some places because I've stayed too long in my masculine and I'm like, whoa, whoa, this got too big or this got, this went down a hole I wasn't going to go down yeah. because I got carried away with the progression, the progress, but forgot to kind of lean into myself. And I definitely think this is something that's really interesting when it comes to relationships as well. And that's I don't mean that energy, right? I yeah. mean all friendships. And I know that I struggle to be in my feminine when I've been in predominantly my masculine most of the day, even if I'm on the more feminine side of masculine, my coaching sessions, you know, nurturing or whatever, we can, we're going to talk about archetypes in a bit, right? Even if I've been, you know, on the more feminine side within my work, I feel like my work is my masculine self. Like, I feel like that is my dominant always on side. Yeah. How do you, like, you know, how do you help clients go from, let's say that masculine driven dominant self that they are, eight, nine, 10 hours a day 
especially when they're all working from home right now, transition into, you know, being mum, being partner, being wife, girlfriend, whatever it is. How do you help clients kind of create, I guess, that boundary? Yeah, but it's, it's highly individual because for everyone it means different things when they are in their masculine and what it, for them what it means to be feminine and for them what, what creates that balance. So it's on an individual basis and they need to become aware that they're very masculine and how they're masculine and what they want to be, what way they want to be feminine. What does it mean for them to be feminine? How they want to show up as a partner, how they want to show up as a, as a friend, how they want to show up as a mother, if they're a mother or a sibling or, or a child or whatever they are. So it's highly individual. Yeah, but uh, boundaries is a, is a huge thing that I think everyone in this world is on some kind of level struggling with, right? Oh, a million percent. Like boundaries is like, especially right for me, I run lifestyle businesses. So these aren't like office-based jobs where I sit on my email for eight hours a day, do a few Zoom calls and then shut my computer and I'm done, right? I run lifestyle businesses that rely on me being present on social media, sharing my life, talking to people on WhatsApp, you know, talking about what I'm doing, jumping on Zoom at the drop of a hat. Like, and the best hours for me to work my business are generally mornings and evenings. Mm -hmm. So, and sometimes the afternoons and then a Tuesday's different from a Thursday. And, and so I have personally found boundaries I mean almost impossible to create and it's one of the biggest things that I know holds me back from being my fullest truest best self in both my professional and personal capacities so I think you know sometimes I'm I know I think I'm looking for a literal boundary and as much as I've created you know uh you know an office and a space again that, it's not enough sometimes so Again, when it comes to boundaries, especially with that work-life balance, perhaps is a great way to approach it. How would you help somebody create those boundaries? You know, what are some of the steps that you could help them or advise them to take to help them break down their day so that it doesn't become all one? Right. So first of all, again, awareness. What is it that you feel that uh, in your life that you don't have boundary around and um, how much it is harming you? How much is it overwhelming for you? And what do you think, first of all, you have to try it out. So what do you think would make it better? So what are the small steps that you can do right now to make it better, right? So um, is it you are scheduling certain time in the day that you put everything away, you switch everything off and you just do something for yourself and you sit in quiet or you meditate. There's so many options for everyone. So you need to, on individual basis again, what is it that actually fills my heart? What is it that makes me feel good that I can then, when I go back to work, I can give my all and I can show up better, right? So it's, it's, it's hard to answer because it's so super individual. Um, but you have to become, first of all, clear on them yourself. What is it, you know, what is important to you? And when, kind of setting some kind of normal, when, when I do this much of work, I am also fulfilled and satisfied, but also I am taking care of myself. You know, so what is your normal? And then sometimes, because sometimes you have to push, sometimes you have to do more um, because the situation requires it, your job requires it, so fine, you do it. But you need to know when it, where is your normal and how to get to it very, very fast. Because if you're not clear or what is it that you need, you know, to be happy and fulfilled day to day, then how can you get back to it after, after we had the period when you're pushing? Because if we don't have that established, um, once you're pushing and you're going and it's, you're adding up to your work, you're constantly adding up and then 
you don't know, you know, how, you don't know how to stop it. You don't know how to go back until something will force you to stop it. Until the universe shows up for you and says, like, okay, that's been too much. You've gone too far, but you, and then you go falling way too far. So you're going all to one extreme or another. But you need to establish something for you that, okay, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm happy. This is where I'm taking care of myself, but also taking care of my business. I have a balance. And, and when it comes to boundaries, um, you mean boundaries for yourself or is it boundaries for, for the other people that you're not too available to your clients? You're not available for everyone anytime they require you to be there. I or both. And I think a lot of new business owners, especially, I mean, I remember in the beginning of my business, you know, an email would come in. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to reply to it now. <laughs> right. And I'm not like that now, but I definitely see that kind of sense, especially with new business owners of almost wanting to be available all the time, wanting to be accessible. And I know how quickly that, that novelty wears off, right? Because you can't be all things to all people. But I think boundaries is just a really interesting topic that no one ever really talks about, I don't think. Even in a healthy relationship, whether it's romantic or friendship, I don't think you ever, many relationships have that conversation where they say, this is the line. But actually, because nobody wants to draw attention to the line, but I definitely think if we could have those conversations, whether it was, you know, one of the things I help my more corporate clients do is have that conversation with their boss and say, right, I don't work between one and two because obviously everyone's working from home right now and I never take calls between 11 and 12 and I help them kind of time block their day and I use a very Abraham Hicks's approach of kind of segment intending. So being super intentional for a period of time on one thing, then using something to transition and then something else into the next task. And I know how logically that makes sense, but for me as someone who runs multiple things all the time, you know, Instagram follows me around wherever I go. Yeah. It can be so hard to implement. It is. And you see, that's where the RTT comes in again, the subconscious mind, right? Consciously understand I need to establish boundaries. This is what I want. If you're aware of them, if you set them for yourself and I need to communicate that, but something prevents you, something holds you back. It's like, I, or are you afraid to communicate them? Usually that's the fear. That's what I find with people is a fear. And it can be a few things, fear of not being liked, fear of being different and standing out in a bad way so then being left out fear of not being loved by someone if i if i set my boundary that person's not gonna like me anymore or love me anymore so i think the people people put that first and that's why even they understand oh i need to establish this boundary because i'm tormented by it all the time like this is the thing i don't like but i never expressed myself so my for, uh, forgetting myself i'm dismissing my own own needs which is which is terrible life to live right but people do it because they are they are afraid to not belonging or being not liked. That's that fear is so powerful. Yeah, and that's so true. What you said. I mean, all of those things are the same thing as fear of being alone, right? Because human beings are not meant to live in isolation. I think you know this last twelve months has been, in here in the UK specifically, has been so difficult. Even for you know, I'm fortunate that I live with my boyfriend, and you know, we've lived together for that last year, and you know, so I haven't been alone. But even then. I still feel like that sense of isolation, the sense of you may as almost you may as well be alone sometimes, you know, because it's the same person. I think has been so challenging for people, kind of emotionally and mentally. So, I guess a question to you, and obviously a personal question, but how have you kept yourself future focused and kind of positive and you know keeping forward? I guess keeping on, keeping on. Is it very British? <laughs> but that kind of approach over the last 12 months like what have you done for yourself to allow you to keep moving forward right a last 12 months were absolutely amazing for me right um there was something in my life that i always knew about but 
but I never addressed it. Ne never, I knew about it, but I never fully addressed it. I never knew how to go about it. So, uh, and that was building relationship with myself and truly loving myself, which before I knew that that's an issue to a degree, um, but I never spent time on it. And because I was so busy with doing everything else and doing things for everybody else, this year has forced me to sit down with myself and, and look at myself and look into my soul and, and be honest with myself about it. So I'm really grateful for last year, you know, because it, it's, been, it's been a really, really good thing. And also made me realize that when, you, when you're talking about people are um, meant to be with other people and, you know, being in the groups and connect with other people, I think we should first connect to ourselves. And I think um, trying to be with someone all the time, and, and that's why people struggle this last year because they're used to being in groups, they're used to, you know, whether they go to the gym, workplace, or they go to the bar, or they go to the restaurant, they're surrounded by other people all the time. So they're distracted all the time and they're distracting themselves from themselves. So they're afraid to be on their own, they're afraid to look at themselves in the mirror inside of them what is it there and they're afraid to listen to their own thoughts because it scares them so that's why we go to all these places with other people just just to forget you know for forget and distract and that's and, so i think it's very important yeah and i've had that same conversation you know sometimes i find myself i have a very overactive mind i have you know i put it down to hyper intelligence that's what i tell myself <laughs> i tell myself this is hyper intelligence um <laughs> And my mind just never stops. Like you can literally watch my eyes and you can tell that my brain is like 5,000 times ahead of wherever I was, right? And that can be really challenging for me. And I know that, like you, I've been forced to sit with myself and, you know, face some hard truths, not just in the last year, but over the last couple of years about what I really want and being forced to listen to that feminine side of myself rather than, I call it running, right? We're all running from something. And I've stopped running and it's been one of the most liberating things that have happened to me because I find myself some days not unmotivated, but almost like with no kind of sense of mass need to move at any pace. And sometimes it's disconcerting because I'm so used to, like you say, being like, <laughs> and some days I'm like, hey, this is cool. I'm not going mental today. And then on the flip side of that, I find days where I just can't shut my brain off. And I do think that sometimes we are afraid to hear the thoughts because we're afraid that we're going to be wrong or we're afraid that we're going to have made a mistake. And because we're punished for those things when we're young, right? In school and education and parents or whatever, or that we've been lying to ourselves. Nobody wants to know that you've lied to yourself because then you think, oh, now I've wasted five years because I've been lying about something. Yeah. And I just think it's such a hard, a hard reality to sit with your, to sit with yourself. And I, and I think this is something that, you know, I'm super passionate about personal development, right? It's my gig. It's the thing that sets my soul on fire. But there is one side of personal development that I find really infuriating, which is when people do what I call they intellectualize it. So they don't experience it. They don't embody it. They don't embrace it. They don't take it and run with it. They just <laughs> memorize a few quotes, post them on Instagram yeah. and think that life is going to change for them. They're just a mouthpiece. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I find that so frustrating, not because I don't want them, you know, I think the more people sharing amazing, you know, advice and support, the better personally. But I think I find that hard because I know that that person is still running. They've just found something slightly different to run with. So for somebody that maybe is new to personal development, they're open-minded, they're coachable, but they haven't yet had that, you know, sit down, listen to what their thoughts are saying. Maybe they feel like they're running. Maybe they have an, an alcohol problem, a food problem, an exercise problem, a 
because that's all that to me a negative habit is because I'm running right I've been through them all I've literally cycled every single vice you could have and gone back round at least twice <laughs> and it's all running so for somebody that feels like they're running and they know they need to be present they know they need to do it but they don't want to how can they make maybe some baby steps to that place before they just sit down and go oh my god let's listen to everything Ah, that's like a really complex question because know, it's an individual thing, you know, what exactly is it about? Like, I, 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 would, I would have to have that person in front of me and, and hear what is, what is the excuse that they use? What is the thing that they use that I still running? And I would give them RTT session <laughs> to actually find out why you're running, why you always find something to distract you, why you're afraid to face yourself. Do you think there are daily practices though that everybody can do? You know, is gratitude, journal, read yeah, daily practices. Gratitude, but um, yeah, gratitude is an amazing, amazing thing. But one thing that I see often with my clients is no one knows how to breathe. We breathe nonstop. The second you're born till the second you die, right? You breathe, but no one knows how to breathe. And no one knows, and, and breath is so powerful, and no one knows how to use it properly. So I'll, I'll teach breathing a lot to, to people that I, yeah. I, first of all, I look at uh, someone's sleep, and I look at their breathing, and I look at the way they think and the way they express themselves. So whatever is your thought process, the, the words that you use, the way you talk about yourself, about your life, the perspective you have about the life, the belief system you're holding on to, then I look at uh, people's sleep because if you don't sleep properly, if you don't sleep enough, and just one day is enough, just, just look at the night that you really have poor night's sleep and then just look at the next day. How you think, how you perform, how you are excited about your, your life, not really, right? So I look at that and breath is a huge thing. Because if we, lots of people are shallow breathers. So you need to learn how I am. Yeah. And that's that, that's that um, you're constantly supporting your sympathetic nervous system. So you're constantly in a stress mode and panic mode. And that's that, again, masculine energy, just up here. Instead of relaxing, letting go, going down to your breath. And that helps you to connect with your feminine energy again. And that helps you to be quiet. Love that. The fine jumps in again. I love it. So there are two questions I ask every podcast guest, right? The first one is, are there any books or is there a book that you go, when I read that book, it changed my life? Oh, there are a few or there are quite, quite a few, but okay. there's something that came up right away to my mind. Um, the books that I love are from Don Miguel Ruiz, Four Agreements absolutely love the book and then here's another book has few books but another book from him that i love is called mastery of love amazing amazing book so i definitely recommend those two like okay. yeah i i those are the books that i always go back to and anytime i i read them there's something new that i discover in the book that's like enriches my life and it's it's something that i can use in my life yeah. so definitely love them love it and then my final question before we close out is are there any quotes or mantras that you live by or that people know you for always saying? Right. There are a few things that people know me for always saying. Um, so one of the things my clients are laughing at it uh, all the time because I always say it. I said, never apologize for who you are. You can apologize for what you do, but not for who you are. 
because people try to do, you know apologize for who they truly are they're like not good enough the way they are then you know they always explain themselves and never explain who you are and another thing they always say um that is dear to me that i try to live by is shine be kind and open up your heart oh so that's nice. that's something that I say to myself every day. And it's, I painted a picture of it and it's on my wall and I see it every day. So I always remind myself to shine, to be kind in any kind of situation because that can be hard at times mm -hmm. and always open up your heart. So the love that you want to feel in the world, be that love, open up your heart to everything and everyone. Doesn't matter, you know, what's coming your way. Just express it with, through your heart, with love. I love that. So powerful. So where can people find you? Where can they stalk you? <laughs> you know, what social media channels? And if they want to connect with you, how can they do that? So at the moment, you can find me on Instagram. So it's at Future Fusion Health. And the same website, www.futurefusionhealth.com. Um, so that. they can find my holistic health coaching and RTT therapy, RTT hypnosis there as well. Amazing. Babe, thank you so much for joining me. That was the way that we see it.